As I cross over into my 40th year, I find myself celebrating life and also doing a lot of reflecting. So today I thought I'd share some of those things that I've been thinking about, specifically those reflections on the presence of my three selves, the past, present, and the future. This is Chad Peavy. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. Through meditation and reflection, I spend a lot of time trying to get in touch with that present self. I find it extraordinarily difficult. Especially in times like these, the here and now can really suck. Here and now can feel like too much to handle. So instead of staying in the present, I'll engage in this productive escapism to avoid it. Like reading or walking the dog, cooking, even though I never cooked pre-COVID, or organizing my office, probably more organizing than working in my office, to be honest. But I also avoid the present with destructive escapism, like napping too much or watching too much cable news. You can often find me doom scrolling on Twitter or eating anything that isn't moving. I avoid the present and my responsibility for my own life, my own happiness, my own potential during these times. Instead, I'm opting to blame, and shame, and just avoid. It's not like I don't know what's going on. It's just that it's really hard for those thoughts to convert into a course of better action. Yeah, my growth is my responsibility. It's not someone else's job to make my life easier or happier or more meaningful. That's my work to do. Maturity and growth result from the transcendence of environmental support or the people around me, to self-support, standing on my own two feet. As long as we look to our environment or other people to provide for our happiness, our well-being, or to fulfill our potential for us, we will remain powerless at the mercy of those other people and our environment. I hate knowing this, honestly, because that means I've got to grow up. And let's just tell the truth, friends. None of us actually wants to grow up. It's easier to see ourselves as a kid in need of someone else to take care of us. If I'm being really honest, I don't even like to call myself a man. I prefer the word guy. I'm not a man, I'm a guy. Men have responsibilities and they take ownership of their lives. Men help themselves and sometimes even help other people. No, not, not me. It's much easier to just be one of the guys. Instead of taking action toward what I want, it's easier to just wait for somebody else to come along and do it for me. And then I'm going to blame them when they inevitably don't or don't do it the way I want them to. It's just so much easier to blame somebody else for my problems rather than to accept total responsibility for my own life. This present thing, this is where grown-ups live. This is where mature people live. I spend most of my time trying to avoid it. I avoid it because I know that this present, this here and now, it's a result of my own creation. 
It's always my responsibility to create it. I am always creating the here and now. More responsibility? No thanks. I'd rather escape to the past or to my future. In my past lives my troubled childhood, a part of my life defined by trauma. In my past lives a younger version that valued survival and self-protection more than anything else. For most of my life, I've carried this idea with me that the reason for my troubled times now is because of my childhood trauma. And in this linear time cause and effect based world, well, this makes a lot of sense. What happened then has an impact on what is happening now. And so I'll tell myself things like, it's because of the trauma that I'm not able to connect with other people. Or loneliness and isolation are defense mechanisms, means by which I protect myself from the evil I perceive lurking in the shadows of this world. Keep yourself small, Chad. Stay safe. Go unseen. Go unheard. I've told myself this shit over the years, and it, I've also told myself that it's this present and future version, this grown-up person that has to appear and protect that younger, scared, and vulnerable version of me. And what I'm waking up to is just the opposite. You see, it's not the 40-year-old sitting here that's protecting the younger version of me. It's that younger version protecting this 40-year-old. And that just pisses me off. Yeah, that little kid still lives in me, and, but he's playing this role that's much different than I've ever been aware of. It's, it's not the adult, the present me, that's been calling a lot of the shots for much of my life. It's been that little kid. And why wouldn't I let him? He's a smart little kid. He knows how to sense danger, how to protect himself from it, how to hide from it. He knows how to manipulate other people to get what he needs. He figured out how to perform in order to survive. That little kid knew that if he put on a certain act, that he could avoid being picked on. I'm finally awakening to the fact that so much of my life has been that act, just a performance scripted by a little kid. My self-isolation, that's a performance. Avoiding my email, that's an act. Napping more than is necessary, that's a performance. Working too much, also a performance. Even what I do for a living, it's all an act. It's all in a performance. That little kid even wrote some compelling lines for this dr drama that I keep playing out in my life. Things like, I don't feel like it. I'll do that tomorrow. Well, they just don't understand me. But I'm different. I'm special. These were all lines written by a little kid trying to figure out how to survive. All of which are lies that allowed me to escape reality and responsibility for the here and now. It's not real. It's all an act. A scripted response to an imaginary threat. It's not spontaneous. It's not vibrant. It's certainly not being alive. I learned over these years that I've carried my mom and dad with me throughout my life, even when they're not here. Now, I haven't spoken to my dad in more than a decade, but I found substitutes for him through other people, bosses, clients, colleagues. You see, it's not uncommon for us to carry an image of our mother or our father. And we do that because when we can project a mother or a father into the environment in which we live, 
it's easier to see ourselves as the child. It's easier to live our lives imagining that someone or something will come along and support us, save us, take care of us like mom or dad used to. But as long as we sit in this fancy delusion, we will continue to deny ourselves the opportunity for growth, maturity, connection, and ultimately aliveness. Until we release our parent, either the real ones or the ones we've projected into our world, we'll continue to see ourselves as a child. Now this means we have to release them from blame and for responsibility. This means standing on our own two feet, fully supported by the strength of our present and fully capable adult self. But it's not just our past self that shapes our environment, it's our future selves too. And we know this idea better as anxiety. Anxiety is leaving the present moment and standing in the gap between here and there, standing between the way things are and the way we want them to be. Essentially, we get stuck between reality and desire. Anxiety lets us torture ourselves as a protective mechanism. If I hurt myself, you can't hurt me. Being in the future, plagued by anxiety, our bodies vibrate, our itch, our skin crawls, we get headaches or shortness of breath, and which makes a lot of sense to me. I mean, our breath exists here in this moment. It's hard to catch it in the here and now when our mind is somewhere in the future. And just like our past, our future is really good at writing scripts for our lives. They too are performances designed to keep us small, causes us to avoid the present, and even create some chaos for our lives. Sometimes we'll do anything to avoid the here and now, even have a panic attack. We're so afraid of the present that we'll create an artificial future to worry about just to avoid the here and now. Eventually, we'll do so much protecting and avoiding that there's just no life left. We avoid living by hiding in front of the TV or in the bed, eating ourselves to death, or, or getting so high we're no longer tethered to the earth. We've protected ourselves by building our own cage where we starve ourselves of what we really need. We're stuck because we might get judged, lonely because we might get hurt, small because we might fall. All the while we grow older, waiting for someone to come along and make us feel alive, waiting for someone to give us permission to live, abdicating the responsibility of our lives to someone who will never come small, quiet, unseen and unheard. Essentially, we're the walking dead. So the question begs, what do I do now? How do I come alive? How do I connect to this present? And I think the answer is simply to practice. Practice bringing in awareness to that which exists only in this moment your breath, how your body feels, what you hear, what you see, what you smell, what you feel. The key is to leave the interference and frustrations of the younger and your future self out of your practice. Don't bring them with you, only bring you to this moment right here, right now. To my younger self, thank you for protecting me. You did an amazing job, but you 
your job is done now, and you can go. To my future self, you're not real. My future isn't written yet. And so that person that I imagine is just a fantasy. Instead, I choose to see myself and the world for what it is. I no longer need a performance to protect me. It's more important at this time in my life to feel alive, even when that is unpredictable and uncertain and scary. I choose to be alive without expectation of others, fully responsible for this existence as it is, right here, right now. I am that I am. This is the present.